You're locked on FC Hockey's Future Focus. Bringing you closer to the top names in the NHL entry draft than ever before. Now, here's Aaron Vickers. Welcome to another episode of Future Focus here on FC Hockey. Today, we welcome in Matt Coronado of the USHL Chicago Steel. Matt, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to be talking to you today as one of the fastest rising and most exciting NHL draft eligibles this season after a standout season with the Steel. But this burst shouldn't really come as any sort of surprise for anybody who's watched you last year or even going back a little bit further into your young hockey career. May seem like a sudden high riser, but your journey to the USHL involves a lot of different levels. There's a lot of work that's gone into it at this point. You grew up on Long Island, but played with the Colonials in New Jersey. This is going back a few seasons now, so forgive me, but that's not a short commute for you and your family to make day in, day out. What led you to joining that program? Yeah, I think uh, the Colonials are a great program. Um, at the time, Noel Rubin uh, was the coach of my team. He's a, he's a great coach and a great great guy, so it was really a special opportunity for me to get to play for him. I think we had a lot of, a lot of talent on that team, a lot of guys kind of from all over. Uh, so wasn't the only one uh, making the commute, but yeah, that was a, a really fun team. We lost in the in the finals and nationals, so so we made a good run. But uh, definitely glad I got the chance to play there and play for him. That's got to be a pretty massive sacrifice because it's not a short trip going from your home to to the, to the rink on that one. It's an hour, hour and a half, sort of each way, each time. Is that just sort of speak to some of the sacrifice? Not only yourself, but your family is made to get you to this point. Yeah, I think uh, my family's made a ton of sacrifices. I think uh, my both of my parents, but my dad uh, did a lot of the driving when I was younger. I mean, taking off work uh, to, to drive me that far and to, to tournaments and, and all that kind of stuff. I think those are huge sacrifices that, that he was able to make for me, and I'm just uh, really grateful for that. So how many extra miles on that family car, that family SUV, are directly as a result of uh, you and your hockey quest? Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, when I was younger, we, we were always kind of on the road for the weekends and, and that year, even during the week for, for practice, but definitely some extra miles. Um, really grateful, like I said, and, and um, my dad and my mom there, they both love, love the game and uh, they're happy for me. So it's, it's been good. A lot of family sacrifice obviously goes into a, a budding hockey career. You also made the decision, though, to leave home at a young age and, and play at Salisbury. How difficult a decision was that for the family? Or was it an easy one knowing that it's just sort of uh, the logical progression that you're going to need to move along your hockey career and eventually end up in the, in the USHL? Yeah, it was, it was a tough decision. I mean, uh, I loved my high school at home. Um, it was tough to leave my friends, tough to leave my house. Uh, my parents uh, are both really upset that, that I was leaving, but knew it was the right thing for me. It, it was another sacrifice by them to, to let me go. Um, it's a great opportunity there for me to, to go to Salisbury and, and play for coach Andrew Will. Uh, he's a great coach. He taught me uh, a ton on it, off the ice. So just the relationships I built there at Salisbury uh, with my teammates, with my classmates, uh, I think helped me a lot. Um, but I'm, I'm really uh, grateful. I got, I got the chance to play at, at a great program like that. What are some of the lessons you learn when you leave home as a junior to sort of live in a dorm, live away from, from your parents? Um, there's obviously a lot of growth and maturity from a personal level that has to happen when you do something like that. What are some of the lessons that you take from, from your time there? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that sticks out is just maturity. Um, I think when I left, uh, left, it was 11th grade for me in my junior year. I think I came out of that year just so much more mature, um, able to, to do a lot more things 
uh, maybe on my own in terms of time management, time management and things like that. Uh, I just think it just helped so much overall as a person to, to get comfortable doing different things uh, kind of on my own. And of course, a standout season with the steel this year, but let's go back a year prior to last season. Obviously things ended kind of abruptly, but how much do you think last year set the table for you to be so successful this season? Yeah, well, uh, my first year with the Steel, there were so many great players, uh, so many older guys, really skilled guys. We had a, a really fun team. I think I was able to to kind of take it all in and learn from from a lot of guys um, and kind of watch what they were doing and and, and um, try to pick up things. And I think that definitely helped me coming back from my second year, uh, helped me kind of kind of be more of a leader and and just uh add parts to my game that that guys before me had so I think uh being there for that first year definitely helped me uh, a ton going into my second year how was the off season for you because it was kind of a situation where everything shut down then there's all sorts of restrictions on what you can and can't do especially in New York uh there's a little uncertainty and when things are going to fire up uh, along the way what what did you do to encompass your time during during that that you know maybe allowed you to succeed so much this year yeah, it was tough. Um, it was tough the, those first couple months uh, last year during that. But uh, I was I was lucky. My my uncle actually has um, a little bit of a gym in his basement, so I was able to to go over there and and get some stuff done. But um, I was able to get back into the to the normal gym. Uh, I think it was in June, so I was able to to kind of still have a, a little summer workout plan, which which was big for me. Uh, so that definitely yeah, that definitely helped uh, a lot. And let's get to this season because there's endless things we could talk about success from a personal standpoint, success from a team standpoint, USHL forward of the year, led the league with 48 goals in 51 games, second in points with 85 Clark cup champion. When you hear all those things, how do you just summarize what you were able to accomplish both from an individual level and a team perspective? Yeah, well, well, definitely uh, the, the first thing that sticks out is Clark cup champion. Um, we had a really special group uh, this year. Um, a lot of guys that, that were really skilled and really talented and, and everyone that really bought in to the way that we wanted to play and doing things the right way to win hockey games. And um, just looking back, it, it's really special to, to think about um, just how long the year was, the ups and downs and, and what we were able to, to accomplish as a team. It was a plan always to just score at a goal per game pace and, and help things out that way. You know, I think just doing whatever, whatever I can to help the team win um, is kind of my goal. I think, uh, scoring goals was definitely a part of that this year, but uh, we had a lot of guys that could make a lot of plays. I, I got to play with a lot of really, really talented players. So uh, that's gonna that's just going to help anyone's game. Your goal and point totals are obviously going to stand out to anybody surfing, you know, your profile and any sort of thing like that. And offense is obviously a big part, but how do you go about rounding out your scouting report? When you look at yourself on film or if you were asked, how do you evaluate yourself as a player, both uh, offensively and defensively? Yeah, I think def defensively is, is an area where I've, I've made some strides and I want to continue to do so. Um, I think it's obviously a very important part of the game uh, to be able to, to be well-rounded and play a 200-foot style. Uh, that's something I take a lot of pride in and being able to do that. So I think just, just staying mentally focused on, on the defensive end, watching a lot of film, like you said, uh, just just knowing all, all your responsibilities and, and the details you need to have success there. and. I think it, it still applies the same way on offense. I think uh, watching film, finding finding the right areas to get to, uh, little little areas where you can get open to get pucks on net. I think it, film is a big part of the game, but 
I think just, just working and, and always moving your feet uh, was a big thing for me. And I think it, it led to a lot of success on the offensive side this year. You're committed to Harvard. So what does the next few years in terms of your development look like there? What are your focal points? Obviously, you want to get better in all aspects, but are there are there areas more than other that you'll be focusing on trying to develop and round out your game as you you do have those years at Harvard, but do look to a pro career? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I want to I definitely want to add some size and strength. I think that'll be a, a focus for me. I think uh, just getting in when I get to Harvard, just kind of making sure I'm doing whatever I can to help the team win. Um, just any anything um, that I can do to, to help contribute uh, will be what I'm looking to do. But I think a big thing for me is going to be developing confidence uh, at the next kind of level. I think uh, if I'm able to develop confidence and play my game, I'll, I'll be able to find success. I think it's fair to say that there's been a lot of development in your game over the last couple of years. How much do you attribute that to the Chicago Steel program itself? It's been such a factory for NHL talent, and just hockey talent in general over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful uh, that I got the chance to play for the Chicago Steel. It really is um, a, a great place. It's it's probably the, the best place to play junior hockey. Um, Ryan Hardy, um, Coach Brock Sheehan, and, and the whole staff just do an unbelievable job at, at, at developing players and developing the team game and everybody individually. It's it's crazy to, to think about uh, the development that we all went through um, this year and, and for me, my two years. Um, uh, just just really special in terms of how they do things. It's unique um, and it works and it, it helps develop players and it, it helps the team win. So uh, just just a great job that they do there. And I, I give a ton of a ton of credit to them. You've mentioned them a few times. And um, even with the factory that the Chicago Steel have become, how much easier has this whole draft process been knowing you've got three, four five other guys that are going through the exact same thing day in, day out as it relates to the stresses and sort of the the weight of the NHL draft always looming in the background. Yeah, I think that that makes it uh, definitely, it definitely uh, helps. It's, it's cool to have, to have guys that are, that are there. Uh, I think I definitely learned a lot from the guys last year too, whether it be uh, Farrell, Brisson, Colangelo, I think just watching how they went through the process uh, was definitely uh, really cool for me to see. Um, and then there were a bunch of other guys as well, Gunnar Fontaine, Luke Reed, just, just all those guys watching how they how they handled it um, helped. I think all the guys this year, me me included, uh, a lot with with how to go through that. Yeah, what are the conversations like between you, Mackie Samuskevich, Josh Doan, Ryan Ufko? The list goes on and on. There's so many to name. What's the conversations like when you're going through the season itself, but you're also sort of bouncing ideas back and forth off each other for when you know an NHL scout wants to chat with you or a team wants to chat with you. What are those conversations sort of like? You no, know, I think during the year, um, it was something that, that we kind of uh, didn't talk too much about. I think the main focus for us all year was just continuing to improve on our games and, and win um, and play for the steel and win. So I think um, it was that we had definitely um, acknowledged each other and, and knew what was going on. But I think um, in terms of, of us uh, communicating, it was more just uh, continuing to, to develop our games and, and play, play the right way for the steel. Now that you're through the season, now that you've got the championship, now that you've had a little bit of time to decompress, how has the shift, how has the attention moved to the NHL draft for you? Or has it yet? Are you still basking in a championship victory? Yeah, definitely still thinking about the championship. I mean, but um, starting to, to slow down. I've been home for a couple of weeks now. Um, so I think, yeah, the attention attention's starting to go there. I think, um, you know, there's not really much I can do at this point. Uh, I played a full, full season. Um, I think, 
I think all of us uh, did whatever we can to, to, to show our games. And uh, at this point, I think it's just um, waiting kind of kind of for the draft because there, there's not much we can we can really do at this point. Yeah, about the only thing left on the agenda between now and July 23rd is team interviews. And Zoom has become such an important part of, of life, key piece of uh, tool, I guess a tool, if you will, for communication and whatnot. Um, we're on it right now. I know that uh, it's been a preferred method for NHL teams to conduct interviews. In the past, it would be a combine sort of situation where you'd go and you'd, you'd test physically and then you'd sit in a room with three, four, five NHL executives and do that, you know, 15, 20 times. How has your experience been with teams over Zoom? And is it a bit more comfortable setting knowing that you're in front of a screen? You're still being, uh, in, you're still in front of a panel, you're still in front of a group, but you're sort of also in a familiar setting at home. Yeah, I, I don't think it changes too much. I think in terms of uh, being on the on the computer, it, um, it's it's probably not as cool as, as being in person. I, I think I'd rather have a uh, meet and, and talk in person. I think that's, that's always better. But I think Zoom, like you said, is great uh, for the times that we're in right now. Um, it's nice that we at least uh, have that to, to kind of meet and, and talk. So I think uh, Zoom is a great thing. But I think for me, uh, I'd rather do things in person. We're only six, seven weeks away from that draft date. Are you counting down the days? Are you crossing them off the calendar? Are you making plans for what you're going to do that day? How's that day going to unfold for you? I don't think I really don't have any any plans as of right now. Uh, I'm definitely not counting down the days. I think right now for me, I'm, I'm just trying to, to enjoy some time off and, and just continue to, to get in the gym and, and work out and improve on things that that I can for next year and prepare for next season but it's obviously a, a really exciting time I'm, I'm really excited for it and um, it'll be uh, definitely a, a great day. Matt I appreciate your time today thanks for joining us on Future Focus and best of luck on draft day. Thank you. Thanks for listening along be sure to keep it locked to FC Hockey so you don't miss the latest news, notes, and interviews featuring the NHL Entry Draft.